0: Good morning, LL Nation. What's good with it? Welcome to the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the top plays and moments of the year. So, I want you guys to be very, very involved. As always, we are brought to you by Anora Whiskey. Go to anorawiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey. It's the only way to enjoy Notre Dame football, sipping on some of that Anora Whiskey. AnorWhiskey.com. If you give me a moment, um, as you all know, uh, I'm a producer at ESPN Chicago. And um, a couple of days ago, I uh, lost a teammate, uh, mm-hmm. ESPN Nation, NFL Nation, and ESPN Chicago, Chicago Bears beat reporter Jeff Dickerson. Um, we lost him uh, to cancer age of 44 and um it's tough i worked with him specifically for bears pre and post game and uh nicest guy in the world man anytime i asked him he was uh, very accommodating to come on every time i would talk to him on the phone every time he picked up hey buddy hey buddy just upbeat and um his wife caitlin died three years earlier from cancer. So they leave behind an 11-year-old son named Parker. And um, I want to kind of dedicate this show to uh, Jeff and the entire Dickinson family and Parker, uh, who please send your prayers and condolences up to Parker uh, Dickinson to lose both of your parents to cancer Um, at 11 years old. Like, he's lived his entire life with his parents sick in some type of way. And uh, it's tough. And my heart really goes out to that young man. And we have put the link to the GoFundMe for Parker Dickinson and the uh, comments and descriptions of this uh, podcast. So immediately after this, it it would be great if you guys go to the GoFundMe, support that. Also, you can go to Obvious T-shirts. Uh, They have T-shirts that say JD in the middle of a bear. You can support all of those proceeds. Go to Parker Dickerson as well. So uh, just wanted to get that out of the way and uh, want to be able to extend the legacy of one Jeff Dickerson and let him know that we're still thinking about him and we're going to miss him. And, uh, yeah, rest in peace to my buddy. So as soon as you're done with the podcast, you can go and click the link. In the description of this podcast, and support by continuing the, the legacy at the GoFundMe page for Parker Dickinson. And uh, bro, I appreciate you letting me get the, get that off before we get into the show. All right. Absolutely. Um. Let's see. Before we get into uh, before we get into uh. <laughs> Give me a sec. Before we get into Notre Dame football, we were just talking offline. And <laughs> we were like, yo. So I'm engineering the uh, Oregon-Oklahoma game last night, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And two things stuck out. I said, God dog it, Caleb Williams is going to stay at Oklahoma.
1: <laughs> yeah, got to.
0: My pipe dream of Caleb Williams transferring, I was like, got dug it. He's staying. And then number two, I said, well, if Brent Venables can just get the defense straight, Oklahoma might be a problem.
1: They might be all right, especially it, in the right West conference. They might be a
0: problem. They just might be a problem. That dude, that kid is special. And we continue to talk about and what you pointed out yesterday, why you have absolutely – Dude, you have absolutely no concerns about that Cincinnati-Alabama matchup. No. Because, now see, because of one thing, and this is amazing, because of one thing. And then I'll point out something as I was closing up, and and, um, immediately after the game, Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper's podcast came on, and they were talking about they don't have one first-round quarterback in this draft. It was crazy. The conversation was crazy. And they were talking about Kenny Pickett might creep up, might creep up into the first round. And I'm sitting here, and I'm thinking, like, yo, quarterback recruiting in college football might be the single most important thing to a sport. It might be more important than a quarterback in the NFL, dude.
1: To have on a college football team?
0: For college football. Like a quarterback in college football might be more important than a quarterback in the NFL.
1: I wouldn't say that, but I say the quarterback position is very important. Bro, it's close. It's close. It's Think close. about the Dolphins. The Dolphins have been bad since Dan Marino because they haven't had a quarterback. And that's and that's a lot. There's a lot of quarterbacks that have been there after Dan Marino and they haven't been as good since then. That's 25-something years. That's a long time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I don't want to overstate it. I'm not trying to overstate it, but just look at it. But it's important.
1: Look at Cincinnati. Cincinnati became relevant when they got a relevant quarterback. Other than that, they would be like Coastal Carolina.
0: He's not good enough, though.
1: Oh, he's not good enough to be Alabama, but he's good enough
0: to – that's really what I'm trying to get at. Oh, like he, oh, oh, he's good, but he's not good enough.
1: There's only a couple people every year that even capable of beating Alabama every see, so year.
0: Now, see now, see now you now you getting to my point. <laughs> that just how important so what would 2023 this quarterback class how important it is for Notre Dame to strike gold?
1: Because if Alabama gets one, that's that's one less off the board. Yo. So if it's only two in the class and the Alabama <laughs> gets one of the two, shit slim pickings.
0: You slim better pick-in. hope that other
1: one go to a good team. <laughs>
0: and out of let's say out of the top five or six, it's really maybe two or three that are going to be because every class has the top five or six quarterbacks that look good. And and really only three of them end up being like those dudes.
1: I, mean, I see less than that. Man. I say it's a good one or two of class. Maybe. Yeah. You know, it skips a couple classes, but it ain't too many yeah. classes. Every recruiting class doesn't have a quarterback capable of beating yeah. Alabama. Yeah. So the ones that do, like Bryce Young. Yeah. Bryce Young end up going there. So we might not see it unless Caleb plays him.
0: I see people in the chat talking about, you know. Naming quarterbacks that like the Texas A&M quarterback beat Alabama. That we talking about when his when the chips on the
1: yeah we don't even know that his name. That's how no. you know.
0: No, if they, if they ran that game back,
1: especially the way they played Georgia. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's it's like fun, us versus man. Cincinnati again. We would blow Cincinnati out if we played them again. Blow them out? I think we would. I don't think – because I think our defense will play better than the last time. So, they're not scoring over 17. And then somehow I just feel like Jack with another performance a shot at him and put up more points than we did last time. And there's only, what, 13 or something? So, it's not like it's saying much. Yeah. So, basically, the worst
0: quarterback in the era of the college football playoff, the worst quarterback – to win the championship is Cardell Jones.
1: Yeah, by far.
0: It's Cardell Jones. You go Cardell Jones, um, Cardell Jones.
1: Trevor Deshaun.
0: Coker, no. Cardell Jones, Coker.
1: Oh. Deshaun. Coker, then Tua, the Cardale.
0: It was Tua Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, and then last year, Mac Jones. Yeah. So Cardell Jones is the worst, and and the team around Cardell, dude. That that Michael. Wait a Johnson,
1: minute,
0: Ezekiel Elliott.
1: Wait a minute, Jake Coker.
0: Jake Coker you said it
1: was better than Cardell Jones. Stop it! Stop
0: it! Yeah, Yeah,
1: come on, man. Wait a minute. And Cardell stop. Jones,
0: stop. Jake Coker had a was better never team. up for the
1: Heisman. Was never up for the Heisman. Cardell Jones was up for the Heisman in four games.
0: How was he up for the Heisman in four games? The Heisman happened before he played in the playoffs.
1: Was he No, the next year. He was up for the Heisman the next year. He didn't make he, it to New York. The next year he was hyped. Going into the season, he was hyped to win the Heisman. He didn't make it to New York. That's what He didn't I'm make it. He but was Jake Coker has he never
0: made. been. No, what I'm saying is Jake Coker played. I, I, I guarantee you Jake Coker had better stats than Cardale Jones.
1: Jake Coker's not a better quarterback than Cardale Jones. If you're saying the, the worst we're to best.
0: Just get, first of all, we're getting away from the point. I care less who's better between Cardale <laughs> Jones and Jake Coker as we sit here on, on December the 30th. I don't care. My point is you need a dude. We yeah. just named Jalen Hurst to a – Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun, and Joe Burrow. Those are quarterbacks that win championships.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And as much as as people laugh, right, as much as people laugh at Oklahoma for how Lincoln Riley left them, they got Brent Venables, who's a defensive wizard. We just watched his defense. Go crazy. We just watched his defense in a bowl game without him. Dominate right, he's at Oklahoma up in the booth at the game looking at the defense. I have full confidence that the defense at Oklahoma is going to be
1: better. Oh, 100%.
0: And he's stepping into it, he has a quarterback.
1: This is my point. And you see how much of an ease you don't even know who the offensive coordinator is at Oklahoma, you just know the quarterback doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, and that's the and that's what and that's why we say it's such a difference maker to have. Because with us, we're breaking down Tommy, we're putting pressure on the receiver coach, we putting pressure on all the quarterbacks in the room. But when you got that guy, that dude, you don't care about none of that. Brett Venables went to this situation like, Oh, I got Caleb Williams. oh, I'm good. I just gotta focus on my job. He's going to be a superstar, put up points. I ain't got to worry about it. I just got to keep the other team under 21. Right. And I'm going to take care of the rest.
0: You know what I noticed last night? Remember we talked about the dance floor yesterday?
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, the rhythm, right? And I know mm-hmm. Dame has to keep the dance floor clean and clear for Jack Cone. With Bryce Young and Caleb Williams, they're so rhythmic, dude. It doesn't matter if the dance floor is tight. <laughs> like, they find, they know how to move. Dude, like, you just watch Bryce manipulate the pocket, and you watch Caleb manipulate the pocket. They have these hop backs and hop to the lefts and hop to the rights to where you think they're about to take off, but they're really making room and finding a pocket to throw the ball. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. and, and now – you you played the position, bro. A lot of people don't understand. I think this is why you said the most difficult pass for you was always the slant. Watching on TV, when you watch a, a quarterback throw a slant too high or too low as a you know, as a fan, you're like, what is he doing?
1: Yeah, it pisses you off. It
0: pisses you off, but now I understand like the rhythm it takes to find to hit it window, on time. Hit it on time, find a window in between arms. Like, yo, (laughs) I just wanted to tip my cap to every quarterback last night. Like, yo, all right, I I get it. I get it. Because when you watch great quarterbacks and you see the rhythm that they play with, in spite of what's going on in front of them, it's like, okay, yeah, these are some special dudes. And, uh, you know, that's – I know we're talking about top plays and moments for, for Notre Dame football on this podcast, but I just had to start it out to let people know, like, yeah, this 2023 class, as far as the quarterback position, is vital. Vital. It's definitely
1: vital because it gives you enough time between Tyler and the guy that you're going after in 2023. But it also is vital because that's the common denominator in all these games in the championship and the college football playoffs. The, the the usual suspect that's a winner is the guy that's the best quarterback. Mm. We saw the difference between Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson Tigers when we played them when we mm. played Clemson right. without him right. right we looked we looked like they Clemson looked like a very good team, but they didn't look like the special team that was unquestioned beating us when we played them in the playoffs. the total dynamic of the team changed off of one guy. And so it just shows what we were missing going into that situation. Not that Ian couldn't get it done, but it's Ian beating in Alabama. Well, look at what Ian looked like against a, a Alabama's tight defense where everybody's good on the other side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He looked real pedestrian. And that's not saying Ian's not a good player, but against you're talking about what it takes to win a championship. Though That type of talent, the Caleb Williams, the off-schedule, can't-teach kind of plays, or even just a golden boy like Trevor Lawrence that just, just got it. You know, they just got it. Yeah. When you got guys like that, it's really, there is no question on what, you know, it doesn't take you long to recognize if you got that type of guy or not. You know, we had a lot of debate on what we liked and didn't like about Tyler, but does Tyler flash on screen like how Caleb Williams flash on screen? No. But, you know, looking at Caleb, he's the answer right away. Right. With Tyler, it's still some indecision. Not that he couldn't be the answer, but the type of guys that we need to, to look forward to are guys that are knock out the park, unquestioned, bona fide superstars like Caleb, Trevor, Deshaun, those type of guys.
0: Lucky Lucky Podcast, my guy, Malik Zayed, Overtime Malik. I'm Sean Davis. Uh, eventually, we're going to get to the top plays and moments of the 2021 football season for Notre Dame. We have seven, I believe we have seven nominees. Seven nominees. We're going to try and get it down to the top three. And you guys are going to decide. We're going to allow you guys to decide with your votes and your comments when we go through the nominations. Uh, Kevin Austin, speaking of Tyler Buckman. Uh, Kevin Austin talked about Tyler Buckner and how impressive he's been in these practices.
1: Well, yeah, I feel like Tyler has a lot of opportunities to throw. And when he does, he shows his throwing arm. And so I I would say, like, obviously I get that, you know, sometimes it seems that he's very run heavy when he goes in the game. But at the end of the day, he can, like, I feel like when he throws in the game, he has confidence in that he can make throws. So uh, he makes throws in practice that I, you know, I'm shocked about. So uh, I, I know that he can do it in the game.
0: So that's the second person this week, my man, that said Tyler Buckner is making throws in practice that are making people say, "Yo, wow." Marcus Freeman said, "Yeah, it, it just." Austin saying it.
1: It just sucks that we have to explain this narrative in the bowl game after a whole season of already probably knowing that about the kid, mm-hmm. and it just a, it's a detriment to the credit of our offenses because you got a kid doing all that, but he's got a hamstring injury. It seems like the 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 it was a tone deaf situation of understanding talent at the quarterback position with Tyler Puckner, which makes you even more upset when you think about the times he could have been useful more in the season. And when he did get in, why was he not showing off the same arm that people are talking about in the bowl game, 12, 13 games later? So. It's, it's frustrating for everybody involved because these narratives have to stay alive until you get a chance to actually see it. And it raises the expectations on the kid who's probably not as comfortable in the game throwing it as he is in practice because he hasn't gotten a chance. Yeah. I mean, for Kevin Austin to bring it up and say, yeah, I mean, I know he gets in and he's run heavy. You're like, damn, like for a quarterback, you speak so highly of throwing. Why is he even run heavy to begin with? That's not his secret talent. I always thought, like we said, in the beginning of the, of the podcast of the season, that I always thought Tyler could throw really, really well. He just never had the chance to really show that, and it's a shame he didn't have a chance to show that. Because now you're getting the expectation that he's going ten for ten or twelve for twelve in his first couple of drives when he gets in. So, you know, um, I'm not going to be surprised if he goes out there and starts wowing people with his arm. But it's it's a shame that we have to wow in week 13 of the season when he's been playing this whole time
0: yeah and, and it's amazing to hear how well he's doing in practice and we talked about yesterday on the podcast we talked about how important Jack Holmes and how settling he's been with his leadership especially in late game situations and one of those situations is one of our nominations for play or moment of the year and as much as we laughed about the transfer portal Jack, 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 Cone was a good choice. I, I'll say that. Uh, could we have won the same amount of games, or maybe one game less, with Tyler Buckner getting the rock? Possibly. It might have been a little bit more of a struggle, but it could have been possible. If
1: things yeah, it's just like it's like if having it a twelve-year-old, and you know you don't really know if you want him to stay at home by himself, so you get a babysitter and that you can ensure that it'll be a nice night instead of taking that risk of, well, maybe he won't put anything aluminum foil in the microwave, you know what I mean? Maybe, you know, you don't really know, but you're not quite sure as well. So I see it as Jack definitely was a great transfer portal pick. I think it was a very conservative pick. I don't think, you know, I thought there was, if you had to choose between going all the way and then just making a real conservative pick, I thought we made the conservative pick. Because nobody thought that that was going to add anything on a a special level to get us a championship, but they didn't think it could hurt us either. So it was a very safe pick in the transfer portal. Um, I think we could be more aggressive if we are going to do it. Like we should get more talent than Marshall O lineman and you know non first round pick type of quarterbacks. But I think that for the first time at it, us being a transfer type of team, because we've never really been one of those either. Mm-hmm. I think we had a first good run at it.
0: Some rumblings just to let you know I got I got this from listening to Mel Kuyper and Todd Mache's podcast. There are some rumblings that Sam Howe is gonna use his extra year of eligibility and might be transferring. <laughs> now that 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 would be I have a lot of respect for Sam Howe. I do too. He's tough as dude. He's tough as nothing. Especially I gained a lot more respect the game he played against Notre Dame because Notre Dame early was pounding that dude. Come He just kept coming. He just kept coming. And it's like, okay, you know, I think it would be a shame if he actually left North Carolina, but I don't know where he would land. Let me ask you a question. Would you feel more – how would you feel if Sam Howe was quarterbacking the Bulldogs instead of Stetson Bennett?
1: Oh, they'll win. Just like all, they needed, all they need is just a, a slightly better quarterback than Stetson, only because nobody – who is Stetson? You know, like he's not going to be quarterbacking the Titans one day. So we know Sam Howe's got that, uh, that ability. So with the talent that Georgia has, even half healthy, yeah. I think he can do wonders. I mean, he's putting up 56 at North Carolina with, what, Josh Downs? That's the only receiver he's got. So I think he would, with more talent around him, he would be better in college.
0: Yeah. Shoot,
1: even at Notre Dame, I think we would see a lot more, uh, a lot more pizzazz on the offense. I think uh, Marcus Freeman can go home at night and be like, okay, I at least know the offense can put up 28 points at least. So I just got to hold them under that, and I'll be good.
0: Now, see, that's 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 the type of quarterback you, you're the first school to call, not Keaton Slovis.
1: No, you know no, 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 no. Right, Keaton, no, right. No,
0: no, no. You're not sitting there waiting. If, if Sam Howell pops on the screen, you're like, yeah, yeah, get him on the line.
1: Yeah, get him on the line. Get yeah, that's that's the, that's like the one that. you running down the hallway. You knocked over the girl with the coffee. Right. You and hit Tommy Reese. Like, hey, we need hang up the phone. We need to get on the phone with this guy right now.
0: Right, full court press on this dude. Not Keaton Sloggers. It's yeah,
1: like we we call him Keaton disturbing his workout. <laughs> <laughs> he almost told us to call him back. He's right. all in the middle of a set.
0: You know, super chat. We appreciate you, William Wolf, for always tapping in with us here at the Lucky Lefty Podcast. That's why I believe Cone's leash for this game might be shorter than you think. Buckner's performance in recent practices.
1: I don't think this is the game to get cute and just be like, you know, he's thrown a couple good passes in practice. Let's, let's turn the reins over. I don't think he's there yet. I think if he can throw a couple good ones in the game, you know and then jack cones is completely overwhelmed or something then yeah but the safest thing to do and it's not even about being safe but the smartest thing to do is let jack ride that thing out you know he's got the most uh he's probably gonna he's probably gonna play the best in this situation because he's most fit for it yeah and i'm excited to see you know how he finishes his career i mean like we said this is his dream job in a sense and to be able to get a chance to play on a stage like this, I think he'll be uh, the best in shape. But then again, you know, we talked about Tommy coming out with a a freer offense. Hopefully, if Tyler does get in, he'll do more than just, you know, get a hamstring injury.
0: No, I, got I can't that get over right. the
1: hamstring injury.
0: Yeah, as a quarterback, yeah. But like, uh, I Austin said it. Like, understand, everything is run heavy with him. You know, during the season, you guys don't get to see what he does in practice from a passing standpoint. So, yeah, for a quarterback to have a hamstring injury, injury is it's
1: just it's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, okay. Gavin Wright, thank you for tapping in with us as always. Malik, low key hating on Jack. Dude's numbers were great once the coaching staff figured out that ish or figured that ish out.
1: Do you think that at Oklahoma? They're saying once the uh, coaching staff figured itself out, Caleb Williams would start balling. Absolutely not. Caleb Williams can take a four verticals and turn it into a a touchdown play because of his talent. Can Jack Con turn a broken play into a touchdown off of just talent alone? No coaching staff needed. That's not. I don't think that's true. You know, and that's fine. But I'm just saying, superstar quarterbacks need. Less than mm-hmm. what Jack needs, yeah. Jack's number is gonna be great. With a great coaching staff, with shit, every anybody with a great coaching staff with some talent can be a great quarterback. You know, we're talking about winning national championships. I don't think that same person that made that comment thought at the beginning of the season we was winning a championship with Jack. So I'm not saying nothing off bases. I'm not even saying that Jack's a bad quarterback. We're just saying the difference. Between why Bama's winning every year, why Clemson's winning all the time, why Ohio State's up there, and why we keep falling short.
0: Great question from John A1. And, John, I'm going to take your question and add on to it. Sam Howell for one year versus Tyler Buckner for two. stay with Tyler Buckner. If ND had a commit lined up, I'd be more interested. Let me take it a step further. Who are you more more comfortable walking into the horseshoe with? Tyler Buckner, starting or Sam Howe?
1: That's not fair, though, because we've well, seen no, 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 more. No, no. I there. don't want it
0: to be fair. It's a tough <laughs> question. I don't want it to be fair. That's the point. That's the point. That's the point. <laughs> That's why I said I want to change it up a little bit.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, obviously, Sam Howe only because a limited number of snaps from a quarterback that I I feel like can give me a lot more. I wasn't allowed the chance to. That's not a great confidence going into a place where I know they're going to be really good. So at least I know with Sam that I'm going to have a fighter, you know, or at least it's going to be close.
0: So basically you're taking Sam. That's what you're saying.
1: And it's unfairly, but yes, I'm taking Sam.
0: Talk about it's barely. It ain't even barely, man. I said
1: barely. I didn't say it was barely. I'm saying unfairly.
0: Unfairly. <laughs> oh, unfairly.
1: Man,
0: look. <laughs> Heck yeah.
1: Man, game one. Do you one think was- we would call him, though? Do you think we no. would call him if he was on the
0: transfer wire? You called Keaton Slovis, why wouldn't you?
1: Straight up. But, you know, we, we, known, uh, we know. I bet you we didn't even call Bryce. I bet you we didn't. I bet you we didn't. And we recruited and offered CJ his teammate,
0: and I bet you we didn't even talk to Bryce. Are you talking about athlete committed from USC? Yeah,
1: even even if he even before that.
0: Oh, as far as like, yeah, they
1: uh, no. I don't um, think we've ever talked to Bryce. He didn't even have one of the little icons on his offer list. So, that's- the hell. That's bad.
0: Right, well, you're not even in the fray. That's, you that's ain't even not, in the frame. Not even in the fray.
1: So I don't understand. I mean, I don't think that'll happen moving forward. But, you know, at that time, we was recruiting who? Drew Payne? Drew Pine over? Yeah, 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 I was there. I remember that. Yeah. At that time, we were recruiting Drew Pine over Bryce. <laughs> like, didn't even give Bryce a look. That's why I was like, what the hell?
0: Rob Tiddall, is there one indie player you feel has to have a big game in the Fiesta Bowl? Has to have?
1: Uh, Has to have. I would say – I would say Patterson has to have a good game because – With him having a good game, I feel really confident that we'll beat him by double digits. If he has an off game, I think we'll win, but it'll be close. But if we have a bad game or he has a bad game specifically, I think it'd be tough to tough to get that done. Okay. All
0: right. I I, I, I can respect that. I can respect that. Gavin Wright says I'm not saying anything to y'all points about getting better talent, but dude played really well. That's all I'm saying. He's talking about Jack Cone. I actually thought Jack maybe could have won the Heisman in the first four. Stop, oh. man! Come just, on. Are you just you <laughs> lost. That's what, you know. that's the
1: what First you know. four weeks wasn't Toledo in that first four week category. Yeah, come yeah. on, bro. Come yeah. down.
0: We, yeah. we ain't going we ain't gonna address that one right there. Yeah. <laughs> He, he lost us with the Heisman. Like, he lost
1: it with the Heisman. But. Yeah,
0: he lost with the Heisman. He he was, man, he was on target.
1: Maybe he saw games. Aiden Hutchinson get in there. He was like, you know what? If Aiden Hutchinson get in there, Jack definitely could have snuck in there. Look,
0: man, not
1: only Aiden
0: Hutchinson is the number one, is being projected as the number one overall. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And I'm like, and oh, people. Oh, man they're calling him Joey Bosa and I'm like come on Joey who I'm like he's not dude he's nowhere close Um, to either Bosa brother
1: no no because Nick was really was really a a dominant monster too because that's like saying because if you saying he like the Bosas that means he's like Chase Young and he's not even close to Chase Young no no
0: not at all Mm -hmm. let's see uh, Connor Nepper, I'm going Ka because the pass game has to be big for the run game to get going.
1: Yeah, Kevin Austin definitely gonna have to run more than a go route in this game. I think that's so, just he's got to. His,
0: trip, his slants, his slants and his digs. You just don't ask him to run a corner route. Like oh, yeah, definitely anything where he has to like.
1: Turn over the outside shoulder in yes. the middle of the field? No, 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 that's not. You get him looking inside, inside, inside on everything, and he will to be straight.
0: Yeah. But uh, he talked about this. They asked him about uh, why it seemed like he was the go-to guy on third down a lot. And he was saying, yo, that's just the way things develop over the year. And that's the confidence that the quarterback's having him on third, third down to be able to get
1: open. Yeah, against our DBs. You yeah, know what I mean? In practice, you see Kevin Austin roasting Clarence all the time. You're like, that might be a dude.
0: So, you know? yo, also remind me before we get out of here. Man, I had no interest in watching the Cincinnati-Alabama game until yesterday when they interviewed Sauce Gardner. And he was talking <laughs> that ish, and I was like, oh, 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 "Oh yes, that's what I needed. I'm interested now. Hook line and sinker." He started talking about one on one. Looking forward yeah. to that dude. He wouldn't even name him. He was like, "Yeah, I'm looking forward to d- sticking that dude." I'm like, "Man, you called him that dude?" I'm like, "Okay, I know." And James. that's
1: and that's what you want, that's you know? You Cincinnati, want. Cincinnati, gonna talk to that trash because they really don't have
0: nobody that's all to I'm make too. it with. That's all I want to see. That's, a, yeah.
1: that's all I want to see. Just non-scared. Just don't be scared. We, we
0: be straight. We be that's all game. I want to see. I'm a, Man, matter of fact, mic those two up and put the solo camera on both of them. Yeah. Every play. Even when it's a run play. Put, the, put it on them. I want to hear what they're saying. I want to hear what they're doing. But Sauce Gardner got my attention yesterday. I was like, that's all I need to see. Because you said yesterday, you were like, Cincinnati's being real quiet.
1: I yeah, I guess they did say that. They ain't said nothing.
0: And it, it comes Sauce Gardner. I'm like, okay, if there's somebody on that squad that is like, okay, you can talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can if say something. Nah,
0: you stay quiet. I
1: don't think Alabama not – I don't think Alabama respected any of those Cincinnati players or the player-to-player, coach-to-coach probably, but Alabama probably can't wait, you know. I'm excited to see Cincinnati. Cincinnati's always that – uh always the inner city school that got a lot of talent that can never really get over the hump when it came nice. to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But then they finally got a good coach, and now they, they really they really something. So right. we'll see what happens.
0: All right. So let's get to it. These are our nominations. These are our nominations for uh, top plays or moments. We have seven nominees for top plays or moments. For the 2021 season. All right. You ready to get through these, bro? Yep. All right. The first one, first nominee. Kyron Williams, 91 yards against North Carolina, man. This play right here is just yo. If there's one play I mean, from Hillary Career. Yeah, that I would show that that would be the play. Like 91 yards, no help, and it showed just how bad the old line was was like this play encapsulates the full season. Like Kyron being clutch all year, coming That's up with right. big play, and the old line being mediocre <laughs> all year. It was like it showed everything that encapsulates. What the season was truly about,
1: and for sure, it, it definitely showed to our go-to guy. I yeah. mean, it was still a relatively close game. Sam has been fighting all game, and then you you call on the the man to put the nail in the coffin, being backed up on our own, what five or six, mm-hmm. and then just to make a play happen when you know they was only expecting two or three yards out of their play, he turned into a ninety-one yard touchdown. It just shows how how much we needed them, and how much of a difference is going to be without them, even in a game where we feel like we'll win against Oklahoma City.
0: Yo, I just want to give our girl D.Beezy up here. She said, I took Cincinnati with the points. How many points did you get, D.Beezy? I know, I, got 14. I know it was fluctuating. I'm interested in how many points she got.
1: It's probably 11.
0: I think it was 12 and a half yeah. the last time I saw it. All right, second nomination for play a moment of the year. Jack Cone to Mayor after breaking his middle finger. That 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 play against Toledo.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that was a huge play. That was a huge play. Uh, I didn't know how that was gonna go. Play before uh pass interference on Michael Mayer called. Moves the ball down to about the 19 yard line. Jack Cone runs to the sideline. Trainers, you know, pull his thumb, you know, middle finger out, put it back in place. It goes back the very next play right down the middle to Michael Mayer for a touchdown. So huge play. DBZ says she got 13 and a half. That's a good <laughs> bet. That's a good bet. I, you know what? 13 and a half, even if it's through the back door, <clears throat> even if it's a late score. That gets you under that number. That's a good bet. I
1: oh, don't know. Saving don't look to be taking the easy on no teams in the college ball playoffs.
0: Hey, bro, when
1: you. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Getting 13 and a half points in a matchup. That's.
1: My thing is, are you trusting Mike Denbrock? The same guy that was calling now plays. against say to Denbrock? I am, because so I have a beat. I have beef with Denbrock. I have beef for, for Denbrock. Okay. I'm Let me just asking. Ask is, no, Are you trusting out. this guy? Was Wasn't he calling the plays in 2012 versus Alabama? Wasn't he calling those same plays? That that same tight end put Tyler, Tyler Eifert on the weak side by himself and throw a bunch of go routes. Wasn't that the same guy? And y'all talking about 13 and a half. Oh, man. Look, history repeats itself. I am not. I don't know what to expect, but I know that Mike Denbrock play calling against Alabama his real suspect
0: Boy, Michael Johnson has a question for you man
1: (laughs) that's not shade I'm being a football historian just just recollected what happened in 2012 like what what was the the main problem you being a historian now yeah I'm like LeBron just a, a music historian a football historian
0: so our next nomination of course we go to Soldier Field man Wisconsin had just yeah. taking the lead early in the fourth quarter, and Chris Tyree said, "Hold my beer."
1: We scored forty points, so thirty something unanswered in the yeah. fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now thirty something yeah. unanswered in the fourth quarter. Jesus, you know, you
0: know, you know my favorite part of this this highlight. What? Watch Xavier Watt. Watch Xavier Watt go crazy. This is when he's unknown, right? Watch him go crazy. Can celebrating. celebrate? Well, watch him go crazy. That <laughs> <laughs> kid, okay, Xavier Watt was more excited than anybody. <laughs>
1: you would have thought he scored. You would have thought he scored. Oh, that Xavier
0: Watt. Later on that night, when they get back to the dorm, like, man, you see the block I threw. Straight, block up. Straight up.
1: <laughs> That's the one where you talking about it more than he talking about the score. You talking about like, it
0: more man. than to Chris Tyree.
1: He like, man, I know you want to thank me. Right. He ain't right. said it yet. You ain't right. said it yet. I know right. you're thinking about thanking me, you know.
0: Right. And then, you know, exaggerate. Like, I had 52
1: hemmed up. Did you see him? I, had him he I had him hemmed up. Hemmed I had him with one up. hand. I had 52 one hand. 27 with the other hand. Man, if without me, man, I don't know. They might as well give me the touchdown.
0: <laughs> Lucky Lucky <laughs> Podcast. Oh man, we're talking top plays and moments from the 2021 season right here. My name is Sean Davis, and my guy, the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire, is right there. Our next nominee, the fourth nominee. Kevin Austin's two-point conversion, one-hand snag against Virginia Tech. Yo.
1: See, that's the that's damn near top two, top one player. That's a man. 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 That would have made our whole season different. He didn't get that.
0: Yo. Yeah, it definitely would have changed the season. Uh, The touchdown pass to Avery Davis, though, was just as important. Oh, yeah. It was just as important. And then getting the stop, coming back down and getting the field goal range. Jonathan Doerr, who had missed a chippy early in the game, coming through. And winning the Blacksburg. Yeah, that was the. Because if I'm not mistaken, that game was coming off of Cincinnati, right? Yeah, you were coming off Cincinnati. And I think both teams had one loss. So that mm-hmm. was like the turning point for Virginia Tech season as well. Yeah. You know, Virginia Tech, big lead late in the game, late in the fourth quarter against Notre Dame at three and one. Notre Dame is staring four and two in the face. And once again, You know, the leadership of Jack Cone in that situation to make things happen. And you know what's funny about that play? What? Josh Lug held the (laughs) – Josh Lug should have been called for holding. Oh, yeah. He definitely definitely pulled the outside linebacker down. And then Jack Cone actually using his feet to extend the play.
1: He did. He was like, man,
0: I'm running that thing. I remember. that's that's the irony of it. Like one yeah. time Jack was able to extend the play, man, produce one of the top plays of the season, and we know, man, pass interference, hands all in his face on his face mask. Kevin, I mean, Austin. that was a special goal. catch. Man, special goes catch. up, snags it, brings it down, and eventually Notre Dame wins the game. So heck yeah, that's man, that play. Now, to me, our next nominee, in my opinion, is one of the most forgotten. And I think people forget about this play because the game was a tough game. And once again, we have to go to our guy, Kyron Williams, man, salting the game away against Purdue, 51. Watch this run, bro. Nope. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Salt the game away. That dude, hey man, if you watched Brees Hall yesterday against Clemson and you see this dude 23 on film, there's no way in hell. No way in hell I'm taking Brees Hall before I take Kyron Williams.
1: I don't know how you can.
0: I what dude? Come on. Patience, patience. Oh bounce, stiff, let me go. Cut back. Yep. Final stiff arm. Yep. Come on, man. We, so we've seen this too much. We've seen this too much. And you know the offensive line was suspect this year too? Come on, man. Yeah, He's the number one running back off the board.
1: I think the only thing slowing him is probably his size. But the way he runs the ball, that forward lean, man, he's a dangerous cat. And the yeah. best part about him is that he don't have to be an in-between-the-tackles type of guy. The thing that I like the most between this one and the one that we saw or North Carolina was that he showed he has some breakaway speed, and he also showed that he can rumble in between the tackles when it's when it's called for that. And so, man, you can't – you know, he's got two of the top five plays in the season, and him not being a part of the offense definitely gives you some concern.
0: Yeah, I agree. Get some of our comments before we get to our last nominee um michael parks big time friend of the family i have no clue what he's talking about remember you and malik trusted georgia don't ever bet against save it until you've seen his head roll off maybe it's
1: saving don't bet against saving and just auto correct to save it dude I thought yeah. Georgia was good until the, the Alabama Invitational.
0: Sure. First of all, I'm just not that dude, right? Let me explain what I mean. I saw John Morant his sophomore year and told everybody at the station, like, yo, this dude is that dude. And, oh, everybody, yeah, and everybody wanted to tell me about his conference and lack of competition. I don't need to see that. I'm not that dude. I don't need to see no head roll off. It's like, yo, I can call it when I see it. It's like, yo. And that's
1: what we're saying. That's what we talk about on the show. It don't take you long. No. Basketball, football, tennis, it don't take you long to be like, oh, yeah, he's that guy. And you may not know a lot about the sport. Yeah. It don't take long to look at Caleb Williams and be like, oh, he's got it. It don't take long to look at John who's playing in a terrible conference. To, to see him jumping over the backboard and dunking and all type of crazy he was doing, it makes sense. So, yeah, he's, he's above the and time. And then they
0: go to the tournament, right? They make the tournament. This dude, and he went crazy. He, and he goes crazy. Dunking on 6'10", cast his junior year, and it's yeah. still not good enough. Like, well, you know, it was Marquette, and when they played Florida State, you know, Florida State, I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, all right, yeah. all right, cool. Like, I remember going to a gym on a Friday night. There's this kid that was a McDonald's All-American. His last name was Frazier. I forget his first name right now. He was going to North Carolina. He was a guard, Bobby Frazier. i never forget. Bobby Frazier, McDonald's All-American. So I'm like, okay, let me go, right? Right, and he played for Brother Rice. And uh, a super sectional game. So this was the game to make it downstate in the in the state of illinois and they were playing simeon right
1: mm. and this
0: was a down year for simeon right because simeon was real young but they had this sophomore on their team <laughs> sophomore his name was derrick rose and i'm watching this kid right and he locks up bobby Frazier all night and i'm like yo this is the kid that's going to north carolina i'm like he's trash
1: have you mm. ever
0: have you heard of Bobby Frazier? Since that's I haven't that.
1: heard of him since. Yeah,
0: that's my point. That's my point. It was that night I stood next to my cousins, and I pointed to Derrick Rose, and I was like, "That dude's going to the league." <laughs> I didn't need. I didn't need to see his junior year. I didn't need to see his senior year. You I saw said he was going night. to the league then I saw him that night, and I said, "That dude's going to the league." No they way! It right there, they're like, "You think so?" I'm like, "Watch." And two years you later, you said that his sophomore year, the sophomore year, and two years later, he's, he's so. Look, I'm not this dude that plays it safe and waits to see everything. We watched Georgia all year. No one knew that they were going to lose their best safety to injury, and no one knew they were going to lose their best pass rusher to an assault case in the second half of the season.
1: No, straight up. What
0: what we saw early in the season was like, yo, this literally might be the most dominant defense we've ever seen. And we didn't know that Kirby Smart was going to change the defensive calls because he was scared going into the SEC championship. Like, literally, they were playing a brand-new defense they hadn't played all year. So my point is, you're right. Don't bet against Nick Saban. But even more, don't bet against Nick Saban when he's going up against Kirby Smart. Because that's just a Kirby Smart issue. Kirby Smart. Yeah, Kirby Smart. smart.
1: He, he two in his head over the he's Nick Saban proven, thing.
0: Yeah, we gave him way too much credit. He's proven. Because we saw it, dude. He has the most talented team. Yeah, by far. recruiting, He has the most talented team in all of college football.
1: 19 five stars or something ridiculous. 19
0: five stars. That's ridiculous, man that's absolutely ridiculous. 19 five stars and you can't get the job done? Come on, man. But it points out what we said to start off this podcast. You can have 19 five stars if you don't have that dude. Yeah,
1: you don't got that trigger, man.
0: If you don't have that dude at quarterback.
1: You are just them. a good team. You're a, a good hard team. Hard
0: thing. You can be a very good team, but you're not about to be a championship team.
1: No. Not at all.
0: Because Jake, the Jake Cokers and the Cardell Jones, those stories, those were early stories in the college football playoffs.
1: Let's not, let's not put those two in the same sentence now.
0: Man, here we go. You, you're not yeah,
1: respecting Cardell's arm, okay. man. You're I'll, not take respecting...
0: I'll take Jake Coker over that dude.
1: The you guy that what? said we don't go to school you to play why? school?
0: Know why Cardell Jones got beat out by J.T. Barrett. At least Jake Coker got beat out by Jameis Winston.
1: Wait a minute! Wait a minute!
0: He got beat out a by a better quarterback.
1: Wait a now, minute! Wait a minute! Now, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! No, wait
0: no, 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 wait no! You started it. So now I finished it. At least he don't got disrespect
1: J.T. Say what? J.T. J.T. holds some of the most Big Ten records in in the franchise. In hey, the league.
0: You can ask. You can ask anybody that knows me. <laughs> When JT Baird was quarterbacking in his prime at Ohio State, I said he's going to be a really good quarterback coach. <laughs> <laughs> I was never worried about him making see, it to
1: the league. See, right, never. Game talk, man. can not talk about it, but that's my guy, man. I can't, can't go there with you.
0: And finally, the seventh nomination. <laughs> no, the sixth nomination. See, quarterback. Sixth nominee. <laughs> hey, what can we say? Game one. <laughs> game one. Oh yeah.
1: Game one.
0: Oh yeah.
1: This this is it. I thought we were going to change this Game one. one. That's right. Take, Take the, off. Helmet, Take the off. helmet
0: off. Take yeah, the yeah, helmet yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them see you. Get that Let NIL money. You. Get that NIL bag, boy. That's the soggiest play of all season. You know now this is about watch Jordan Travis. Read his lips. He said, he caught that? Watch him. He said.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, damn. He caught that. Yeah, damn. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't it's believe it. it. <laughs> I'll try to throw it away. I'll try to give it. I'll try to throw it in the stand.
0: George Travis said, damn, he caught that? Yeah, I, yes, he did. That's yeah. what the top five look like. Yo, this is going to be tough to see number one. It's going to be tough for number one. I'm sorry.
1: Look I at me. I mean, this. that's, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah,
0: Take it yeah. yeah. off, boy. Get that Take it off. Head, Let them know. Yeah, yeah. Let them yeah. know. That's, I'm the, tough. that's the side gets played. That's the
1: side gets played.
0: You know, that's you know what look that is? You know what look that is? I'm you top five. That is?
1: I'm top five. Stop playing.
0: I'm top. No, no. That's that. Go ahead and take Aiden Hutchinson over me if you want to. <laughs> that's, that's that look. Yeah, go ahead and take go ahead and take Aiden Hutchinson over me if you want to. Be a fool. Said, take that Aiden Hutchinson. Be a fool. Right. Be a fool if you want to. Joy Travis, here's my part. My favorite part. He <laughs> like dang. He's like. That's
1: for real. He caught (laughs) that? Yeah, he caught that. That's what we do. That's what we do.
0: Oh. And the seventh nomination, because it's only right. We couldn't be shady. If we're going to be authentic and real, as a podcast. Seventh top play or moment of the season, the Wisconsin win, which made Brian Kelly the winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Like, we had to throw it on that.
1: Yeah, cuz that's you know, that isn't coming around. Real we yeah, we wouldn't have been real cuz that's I mean, you got to give appreciation to that. It's been a 100 a coaches since Notre Dame started football and to grab that that title, I don't think we'll see it unless Marcus Freeman just hits three national championships back to back to back cuz ain't nobody getting no leeway like Coach Kelly did at Notre Dame any longer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I got uh I got Crip Dog says, man, y'all stop showing K-Dub. I can't handle it no more. (laughs) He makes it look easy and fun. My favorite player of all time. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Bro, honestly, Notre Dame would be a double-digit favorite if 14 and,
1: and 23 were playing. Oh, yeah, but we'll be in the playoffs if that was the case. I would like us to see 23 and 14 versus Nick Saban. But twenty three and fourteen versus Oklahoma State, I think they, I think they've graduated from that.
0: You know what? Matt Anderson has a point. Georgia gets like five five stars every year. They've won one championship in the entire history of their program. Georgia actually might be the most overrated college football program of all time, bro.
1: Overrated of all time? That's yeah, Michigan. Dude. She's the
0: most overrated of all time. Michigan has more championships, bro. You can say what you want to say. <sighs> I you mean say say. I've never been, I've never been to Sanford. I hear it's electric and you're playing in between the hedges. Look, man, as I have family that are UM alums. I've been on the golf course, throwing a nerf football as a kid. Tailgating, and I've walked into the big house like, "Yo, you got to show respect to dude It's a, it's a, it's a place.
1: Not to to Ohio State. Not to Ohio State is not a place. I've never been to the horseshoe, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you, you ain't got the
0: the horseshoe, so I'm looking forward to it. You ain't got that real buckeye. So I'm, I'm, I'm all about the pageantry, the tradition, and I show respect. I show respect. I mean, I don't like Michigan. Can't stand them. I'm just saying. It, I will. Any college football fan, I would say go watch a game.
1: Okay, that's fair. I would go say watch go watch a game because that's a that is a good environment. It's i would a say man It's a dope environment. It's,
0: a environment. <laughs> it's, a, it's one of the only environments where both teams still come out the same tunnel. Go oh yeah, you.
1: straight up. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's you cool. You get that old
0: school. Trash talk before the game at halftime, all of that, you know, and that kind of helps out the vibe of the game. So, in my opinion, so I wish we still had that in Notre Dame. I've been honest about that. Like, yo, forget that little visitor tunnel. Nah, Make the news yeah. come through us.
1: No, nah, that's what it got to be. Like, be the be. Tunnel.
0: Talk to them cats. Let them know. We about to bang y'all. Oh, man, Juan Lozado just took me back. I remember when I first saw McNabb, Twan, and Willie Jones face Corey Maggette at Mark Carmel Gym. It was crazy hype back then. See, Malik, they don't – y'all don't know nothing about that.
1: Chicago. I know Corey Maggette. I know Corey Maggette hard.
0: Yeah, dude. See, most cats don't know that Donovan McNabb was a rip dude. Point guard? He played
1: both at Syracuse.
0: Yeah, he really did. You know, Bayheim really didn't let him get the tick he should have at Syracuse.
1: Oh, like you said he should got more tick. He should
0: have got more tick. <laughs> D-Nab, d was nice. He, was, he nice. was nice? Yeah, he was nice. Okay, okay. He, he, was,
1: nice. <laughs> he was
0: nice. He was nice. He should have definitely got more tick. Let's see. Um, Eugene Williams, happy new year to everyone. Absolutely. Happy new year to everyone out there. Um, long day for me when I finish up here. Uh, I'm going over the Irish Breakdown. That's why I got the hat on. I'll be doing the show. Uh, Vince is in the air traveling out to Arizona today. So I'll be rocking it out with I got Brian Driscoll. Uh, I think one o'clock Eastern. Yep. Yeah. Gavin Wright, they got Stingley going before Cal. That's because of position value. That's position value, right? Don't. A cornerback in the NFL is more important, especially – Yeah, I mean, lineup. they draft
1: them every year. Yeah. The guys you never heard of pop up at the end. Yeah. And they usually get taken early.
0: Right. So it's like – this is my thing, though. Say, like, somebody like the Giants. I think the Giants – Philadelphia has the 11th and 13th pick right now. I think the Giants had the 4th and the 6th. if I'm the Giants, man, there's no – the Giants have to take Cal Hampton. They have to. Their defensive backfield is, is suspect. They probably should go pass rusher. I would go Thibodeau.
1: I would go pass rusher. Yeah, I would go pass rusher. Yeah, Thibodeau is Kyle, easy.
0: A lot of people are going to be upset. Cal might slip to five or six. Not because yeah, – just because
1: of nobody me. really looking at safety. Yeah, yeah right the position.
0: Right. It's the position. You know, uh, I can see Sauce Gardner hopping up into the top ten.
1: Just because of the need, yeah. Because
0: of corner. And, Especially
1: you know, they got Stingley before them, so you know they're trending corners.
0: Yeah, so the top top four positions really in football, quarterback, defensive end. Pass, rusher, pass yeah. rusher, tackle,
1: tackle corner.
0: cornerback. That's That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was like, yo, if you're good in those four positions, you're going to get pushed <laughs> up. Picked, you're getting sure. pushed up in the draft. So, yeah, I, I mean, I see why Stingley has slotted ahead of uh, – and Stingley really hasn't been healthy at all.
1: Not since his uh, freshman year when he changed numbers from Man, 10 Stingley got him. He, I think he
0: mailed it in. He was like, man, I got me a national championship.
1: Oh, he definitely did. He all was to All my boys left went
0: to the NFL, like, I'm straight. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I ain't Especially really.
0: with COVID, that COVID year. LSU
1: players do that because remember Leonard Fournette was talking about potentially sitting out the whole year just to wait till he can go? Yeah. Crazy stuff. This is after he did that crazy run versus Auburn. Uh, Brian
0: J. Iris just got here. If I missed this question, then sorry. What's this rumor about Cam Hart not playing? I have nothing concrete. so. I'm not going to speak on it. That's fair. Yeah, I have nothing concrete. That's what it is. It's a rumor. It's a rumor. Cam Hart is – if Cam Hart doesn't play – now, if, you, if you're if telling me – Justin, I mean, if you're telling me Jason uh, Adelemiola is not playing, then I'm like, okay. Cam Hart, if he doesn't play, he doesn't play.
1: Yeah, really. This one, it wouldn't be the X-factor position necessarily.
0: You know, and I know cornerback is a very important position. We just talked about that. But we're at the point, dude, we're no today, man. Straight up with Notre Dame, and like Cam Hart not playing, that's not like Jack Cone and Tyler Buckner both being out. Or even yesterday, we talked about if Jared Patterson was out. Yeah, that would be far more. That would
1: be fun. huge. Far That'd more fun. Be fun. huge.
0: So I'm gonna let I'm gonna say let it play out, and we'll see what. What happens? You know, <laughs> it's you know, not, not injury. Tripping. I can tell you this: it's not injury.
1: Man, that went to Arizona had too much fun, man. <laughs> so you know, if it's because if know, it's that, bro. then I believe it. If it's that, then I believe it. Speak, you know, it ain't speak no on it, bro. Right. Like, just speak on like going to these sites. Man, listen, we didn't have people get kicked off of us going to Arizona the last time. So, yeah, Arizona is just a place where, well, it's more like you get stuck in South Bend for nine months out of the year where you're not seeing everything that you would think college is, and then you mess around and go to Arizona and it change your life overnight. <laughs> you forgot you was playing football, Cam, for a second. <laughs>
0: It was literally, I think out of the top 15 party schools, three of the schools are from in the state of Arizona.
1: Yeah, he and him. you know it happens to a lot of the millennials. You know, he lands, he get on that app, get to swiping left and right a bunch they of times. <laughs> get on that app, get to swiping left and right. And he's like, Man, Arizona got a lot to offer. <laughs> How much time we got before the practice? Oh yeah, we we on that. We on that. So you know, it happens. It happens, but when you in a situation like that, you gotta pay attention, man. This is you gotta pay attention. That's all.
0: Yo, D B Z, thank you for the super chat. I took Cincy to win the chip at plus sixteen hundred. I pray that I pray that you win. Cause that's gonna be a nice at plus sixteen. Just I'll just you know, just break, break Lucky Lefty off 5%. That's
1: all. Just That's the, that's the Ohio tax. Right. That's the Ohio, that's tax. Ohio tax. Yeah, that's all That's all I want. Just a little 5%. Sis,
0: thank you for the super chat. Happy New Year to you. Day one. Lucas Chapman, thank you for the super chat. I appreciate you guys. Hard work and real talk. Indy, Indy wins this game by two possessions. It won't be as close as it is on paper. Yo, I've been seeing like two and a half, one and a half, and I laugh. Because usually Vegas is spot on. But part of me feels like, and maybe I'm wrong, bro. Part of me feels like this team is nowhere near us as talent from a oh, talent standpoint. Man.
1: You got know, to think they only recruiting from a couple of areas. You know what I mean? Oklahoma, maybe a Texas kid, maybe a California kid. Yeah. Other than that. I mean, come on, we're pulling from all over. So, by nature, I feel like we're the most talented team out of the two. Yeah. Are they are they more well-coached than we are? Maybe if we didn't have a guy come from in-house, you know, if we had a guy come from, you know, Iowa or something, maybe. But we haven't skipped a beat hiring with in-house and also being able to just stack the talent that we're having. I don't think they stand a chance on paper. So, on paper, I don't think it'd be two possessions. On paper, we're supposed to blow them out.
0: Yeah. Um, Jokingly, though, well, we're joking about the Cam Hart situation making light up like we do here, man. I think Brian Driscoll is actually on the ground, and I know he sat out of practice and was limited I think yesterday's practice, he was either yesterday's or the day before. It was an upper, he had some wrapping on his upper right leg, I believe. But that wasn't an issue, because I think it was the day before. And the fact that it's becoming news like now, instead of that day, is why I say, man, if he doesn't play, it won't be because of injury maybe it's something else and i don't have anything concrete you know those are I'm just
1: telling you what it is i'm telling you what it is out
0: there. He, he was limited it didn't say he didn't practice he cracked nah, he,
1: he practiced but he but was he's limited, limited through uh through recovery right so i <laughs> had to get stupid. hydrated in that desert man <laughs> he's stupid he's stupid <laughs> he had all the ivs before practice
0: uh mike uh yeah brian i spoke to brian last night He got there last night, and Vince is is flying out today. So they'll they'll both be out there. And so just to give you guys, immediately after postgame will probably be around five or six for them. So we're going to let them rock out around five or six. And then you can just jump over to Lucky Lefty for the post game show. You know, probably around eight. Yeah, that works. Probably around eight, and we'll get to it. And I was, man, look, I'm tell you now, they're gonna win this game. This is gonna be the angriest post game show you've ever seen. Okay, that's right
1: a lot of colorful language gonna be in there
0: um yes yes um um i'm telling you i'm keeping it a buck yeah. okay we're not we're not, we not
1: taking you know we're not taking no more big game flops nah that ship has sailed i'm 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 letting it ride down in louisiana i'm letting it ride
0: <laughs> um, i'm letting it ride especially It'll turn
1: from uh the lucky lefty podcast the barbershop talk real quick <laughs>
0: So, let's talk about it. We gave the nominees. I want to know what you guys think. We gave the nominees. Let's go with Kyron's uh, 91-yard run against North Carolina. Cone to Mayer late in the game against Toledo after breaking his finger. Chris Tyree's 99-yard touchdown, kickoff return touchdown against Wisconsin. Kevin Austin's incredible two-point conversion reception against Virginia Tech. Kyron Williams, 51 yards to salt the game away against Purdue. Kyle Hamilton's interception against Florida State, and Brian Kelly becoming the winningest head coach with a win over Wisconsin and Notre Dame history. So we're gonna go. We're gonna give our top three, and well, man, want to see what you guys say, and then we'll all decide together. Um, you want me to give my top three first? Three. To uh,
1: one. I can go first.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: I got Kevin Austin definitely number one. I just think the level of difficulty it took in the situation in the game
0: okay, and what
1: it, and what it could have meant for our season, mm. especially after a loss, I said that's a big-time play. So he's got to be number one for me. My number two would probably be Kyron's 91-yard run because – the fact that he just that like you said, it encapsulates the season and who we were looking towards when in doubt. You know, that was a win in doubt moment. North Carolina's gaining momentum. We're all backed up on our own however yard line. We're like looking around, we're like twenty three year to guy, make it happen. And it just sums up who we've been looking towards all year for plays like that. And that's not easy to go ninety one yards at nerning Stadium. And then lastly, I gotta give credit to Coach BK, you know I played a part in helping that that uh, that title he was able to to commandeer. But you know it's it's a it's a testament to his consistency as a coach at a place like Notre Dame, where like I said, I don't think that'll be accomplished anytime soon unless they really give Marcus Freeman a chance. But they ain't giving nobody no more slack after all the slack they did cut for Kelly. So you talking about building a bridge and burning behind you. He definitely did that. <laughs> now, if Marcus Peele can rip off three championships back to back to back, I think he has a chance of breaking uh, Coach Kelly's record.
0: Sure. You know what? Being honest, I think we're missing two nominees that we should add to the list, bro. Really? Let me know. Because we're talking about plays and moments. Okay. <clears throat> Brian Kelly boating to LSU. I think dude, that's a huge moment. And if and and if you have that,
1: Marcus that's a huge Marcus, moment.
0: Marcus Freeman getting the job.
1: Yeah, damn. We might. Oh, to I gotta. This. I gotta change it up now. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta rethink this, bro. We gotta rethink this. My number one has got to be to my Daytonian homie. The one and only Marcus Freeman.
0: You gonna throw Marcus Freeman at one?
1: Securing that job because think about it, they had to scour the planet to find the best answer, and it was from Dayton the whole Here time. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. He was from Notre Dame. Was looking for the the, the guy I sent, and ended up coming from Dayton. And see, I just and that deserves a number one. You going?
0: You, there you go with that messianic talk again, bro.
1: <laughs> Come on. That's uh, What what better encapsulates the that the reason Notre Dame needed to get over that hump? They had to turn towards a nine three seven. Just drive on down the five. Yeah. I 90. Four yeah. hours across the street. Man, I'll tell you what, you done found you a, a statue, a statue builder. You're gonna have a statue outside that thing at the end of it.
0: Yeah, Jeff Fluke has a good one. It would be honorable mention for me, though. Yeah, MTA's touchdown return was, I think that was that against the Navy? Oh, yeah. Or was that Georgia Tech? No, that was Georgia Tech, right? Georgia Tech. I think that was against Georgia Tech. That's honorable mention for me. All right, so now we have two two more nominees. Brian Kelly boating for LSU and Marcus Freeman getting the job. See, the Marcus Freeman joint, I don't think we're getting full value yet, right?
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: Right? Because I think that's something we'll look back on, possibly. And be about. like, that was great. You'd be like, yo, you know what? Let's redo this list. Yeah. That that might have been the number one moment of the year. Okay. Okay. I, I was, You know what? You changed my mind. I think that Kevin Austin... I think that Kevin Austin is
1: that, yeah,
0: that changed the entire season. game
1: on the, not game in the yeah. midst, game on the yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. Like it's different than being tied up and you miss it all, you go overtime. Yeah. It's, it's do or die. K.A. and, and, and we in Blacksburg, one of the toughest places to play. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's big time player right there. See, we had this,
0: why does Tim O'Malley, okay. First of all, we were joking about players at bowl games. You know, people, man, they can't take it serious, right? <laughs> my point is, the injury is not significant enough, in my opinion. He has practiced. Didn't say that he didn't practice.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, this wasn't yesterday's practice. This was the day before, and it's just now coming out. And he has practice. Like, that's my point. He's practiced limited practice. When you have limited practice, that means, okay, we're just not going to overwork it, and we're going to get you ready for the game. That's it. And I'm not concrete. I'm not there. I said, I don't – yo, so, but we were we were joking. We were making a joke of it, saying he basically, Cam Hart is going to find a way to play. If he doesn't Yeah, play, I think
1: if he wasn't playing, i will let us know.
0: That, yeah, that's what we're saying. And Malik went into the whole Arizona Fiesta Bowl.
1: <laughs> and the fiestas and, you have out there. Like,
0: right, right. Saying, like, if he doesn't play, it won't be because of injury. We're just spending it different, having fun, man. Okay, and then I came back and said, no, on a serious note, this is what has been reported. This is what's been said, but he has practiced. He hasn't missed a practice. He hasn't missed a practice. He's been limited in practice. I know if I'm a player and I'm being limited in practice, they're trying to – more than likely the coaches are holding me back because there's yeah, a play. they
1: like, you playing. We just got to make sure we can get you to play.
0: Yeah. Matt, 2011 GT. And then we said if he doesn't play, next man up. And it's yeah, not really, worried. It's not really
1: – We've played without 14, so I'm not worried on defense.
0: Yeah. There are other players that would be a huge loss at this point in time. I mean, he would be a loss. Well, we got the dogs. We got the dogs too uh, Yeah,
1: Isaiah Fowski. Good.
0: Yeah, Ryan Barnes has been playing really well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we plug him in. We plug Tariq in. Like we got we have players that have played. Tariq Bracey, Clarence Lewis.
1: Yeah, Tariq Bracy. I like Tariq Bracey.
0: Yeah, so we we got players. Best moment, the Freeman introduction to the team in the locker room. On the field, a two-point conversion. Best play. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with you, the two-point conversion, and then I'm going to go number two, Brian Kelly leaving. I think it changed everything. It Brian Kelly leaving, dude, that was a huge story.
1: Yeah, because it was like – it, it was Wayne the way it went down that one
0: day. It was the way it went down,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: You come off a Stanford win – recruiting is like
1: all-time high
0: all-time high like you're getting commitments I think CJ was taught they had just met with CJ you know Tobias Mary he was in the
1: room meeting people that day
0: right you're hearing all these good things about how great the recruiting class is going to end up being top five and then all of a sudden this little rumor breaks out and it's like what and then dude everything just went back crazy
1: yeah
0: it it went back better though
1: for the better because it could have went down the toilet too lost a bunch of more commits or hired somebody we didn't like you know
0: yeah and then third this is tough man because i'm basically choosing between my two guys it's either the 91 or the interception
1: yeah Interception was iconic. We want to see another kid do that for a while.
0: I'm going to go with the interception. Let me tell you why I'm going to go with the interception. Taking the helmet off, and this is game one.
1: Game one. Game
0: one, right? So you know all the hype in the preseason about Cal Hamilton. He comes out and gets two. Game one, two. And the second one. This was coming from, like, the opposite hash, bro. Yeah. On a, on a wheel route out the backfield. And what just takes it over the top, I'm telling you, Jordan Travis takes it over the top for me, man. <laughs> He's in shock. Damn. Like, damn. How that?
1: How that? Yeah.
0: That takes it over the top for me.
1: Those Here's the reaction. Three.
0: Those are my top three moments, man.
1: Those are good moments to have, too. I mean, shit, you can't get that in a decade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that Kyron 91 was bananas, bro. And like you said, that just, it's hard to leave that out the top. I'm the top three when it really
1: embodies everything that we were trying to do. the
0: entire season. Like, you want to know what Notre Dame football was about? <laughs> like, backed up. Backs against the wall. Felt like all season.
1: In a game, we should have been winning by more.
0: Should have been winning by more.
1: Night game because we always play those.
0: (laughs) Dude, because, hey, we are that squad. We are that squad. And our best player, here he goes making the play to pull us out the fire once again. Once again. 91 yards. And, dude. North Carolina is really slow.
1: Oh, really slow.
0: <laughs> I'm I don't think. Like, Man, they're slow.
1: I think they were so gassed from turning a cross field because they, they were so ahead of the play and then turning around and coming back. Yeah. But that block that they had on that play was the key too now. Because he was blocking a little guy.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Only other thing I could. Did we miss a play? I'm looking in the chat, in the comments, man. Maybe those are the
1: ones that stood out, though. Other than that, I mean,
0: Cam, I mean, maybe Kyron's
1: fourth down touchdown versus Purdue.
0: Cam Hart's two interceptions.
1: Everything else was kind of like we were whooping ass after the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, like Well, Cam Hart had two picks against Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only other thing. Maybe let's do it. Petticoat, petty petty coat.
1: pet, petty Pet pet, pet, coat junction. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Coke?
0: Yep. Petty junk every day right here. Bro, sometimes uh you have to recognize him it's just not your night. And I think the boss themselves need to be placed on the petty train. <laughs> These brothers went four for 42 from three-point range in a basketball oh game.
1: Oh, my God. That's terrible. Four
0: for 42, bro. You do See, understand that's less than 10%, right?
1: <laughs> how do they how do you how do you get paid millions of dollars to do that? Or for 42
0: and after the game, you know, Udoka, Udoka, the, the head coach, post game uh interview said uh you know, we you know we had good shots. And I don't care how good the shots were, at some point you gotta recognize like yo. I need to go to the bucket.
1: Yeah, that that that, that Bucky bucket. was getting real small from the three-point line.
0: Man, it's like that dude that's a ball hog. I guess that'll be Ev for y'all. That's like playing with Ev.
1: Oh, my and, God. And playing and with Ev was the worst.
0: And he's oh. broke. And he doesn't realize that he's broke. Like, bro, like, I understand you used to, like, hitting shots. But today is not the day.
1: Oh, my God. See, I was going to nominate, once again, our guy Russell Westbrook.
0: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: In that performance against Memphis last night. I just think it's real petty that nobody on the team is telling him, that's a bad shot, Russ. Stop turning the ball over, Russ.
0: Right.
1: LeBron's playing, arguably, some of the best basketball he's played in a long time. And scoring 38, 39 points a game these last three, four games and coming up with no victory or a close victory against a terrible team, Russell Westbrook is very petty. To think that he thinks that 25, 15, and 15 is what people ask of him. No, they don't. Start thinking that, Russ. No. Stop being petty.
0: I'm glad you said that because (laughs) I would like to nominate cat Carl anthony towns <laughs> <laughs> on a recent podcast he allowed one of these stat dorks not geek stat dorks
1: and dork means you ain't got no nothing special to
0: you dude you know one of these stat dorks pretty much said that you know it's easy to do a triple double in today's game And I said to myself, this dude has not one athletic bone in his body. <laughs> it's almost like the same people that tried to throw shade at Joe Burrow because he threw for 500 against the team he threw for 500 against. Like, I don't care who you throw for 500 against in the NFL. It's the NFL. It's the NFL. Those guys
1: are getting paid too now.
0: It's the NFL.
1: Yeah.
0: That's the Ravens runs.
1: too. The Ravens not no bad team now.
0: Yeah, and they're down defensive backs. They've suffered a yeah. lot of injuries.
1: Still like you know, the NFL. That's
0: still the NFL team. <laughs> and it's, it's all it's all it's these dorks, man. It's these dorks. It's not the geeks.
1: Yeah.
0: It's the dorks.
1: Cause geeks, geeks recognize. You yeah, geeks, geeks know the context of things.
0: Having the information is one thing. I don't have a problem with the information the way you try to use the information
1: makes you a dork or a geek.
0: Oh, you know, he's on, you know, he's on with this stat dork. And the stat dork is just talking about like dudes out here just trying to get stats. Right. And he brings up Russell Westbrook and cat is caught because he's like, yeah, Russ goes at the stats, but Russ plays really hard. So you see, he's kind of like trying to like, Walk he, he,
1: hit, he hit you with that. Oh, they play really hard line. Yes, we right. don't talked about that really They're hard, hard singing, line.
0: Right. I watch film and they play really hard. And
1: <laughs> that's we should nominate that as a as a real diss. That's a diss these days.
0: And and the funny thing is that might be another t-shirt, but they yeah, you really play hard. it really
1: hard on the back. <laughs> yo
0: and basically the kid was saying like trying to say that russell westbrook all he does is chase stats now um i only played competitively i happen to play in the most competitive high school conference in the entire state of illinois okay morgan park simeon julian like all in the same conference, like literally a mile, literally five miles apart on the same street. Yeah. Okay. My first game, my first role game was a freshman. I'll never forget, I walked into Ben Wilson gym and Deion Thomas was waiting for me. Okay. So that's the extent of my hoop, right?
1: Yeah, it gets I want
0: to preface that right to let people know like no I didn't play in college I didn't play in the league but god dog it I played in the city of Chicago in the most competitive conference in high school and start so you didn't
1: see you didn't see yeah
0: straight up.
1: up man go yeah. ahead rattle off them rattle off them numbers man rattle oh, off the bro, numbers man go i hate here, when people off.
0: try to say you know it's easy to get a triple double You do understand in order to get assists, people have to make baskets, right? Triple-double, literally, a third of it has nothing to do with me.
1: Nothing. You got to get lucky that you get the right pass or something. They feeling it.
0: People miss layups all the time. People miss layups all the time, right? You need a little help. Okay, rebounds, you know. That's effort. It's still effort.
1: And that's all game effort, too.
0: You know, man, he lost me and and cat fell into that. And this is the irony of it. What has Carl Anthony Towns done in the NBA besides get stats?
1: Not a not a damn thing. Because he
0: ain't won a damn thing.
1: It ain't been close. He ain't been in the playoffs that much.
0: And that, my friends, is the irony of the entire thing. Don't let dorks drag you down the rabbit hole.
1: To make you say in comments that, that are ironic to yourself. That can
0: only <laughs> shed light on you. <laughs> like, you're sitting up here agreeing with the fact that players chase stats. And guess what? That's you all them. you've done is put up yeah, stats. Yeah, that's all you time. do. That's yeah. all you do.
1: That's it. Like, literally, that's all you do. Now, they got a good team this year. Ant playing good. He's playing cardy The town's playing good. Yeah. Look, so they got a good squad, but. I don't know, the NBA is just hard. Because you damn near gotta get stats to stay on the team, and get paid.
0: Can you chase stats? There's no way to chase stats on the football field.
1: You can when it comes to like if you're a defensive player, okay. You can you can you can chase tackles.
0: Like linebackers.
1: Yeah, linebackers, you can chase, you can chase stats as a quarterback like Dak Prescott at the end of the game, just want to throw the ball. 300 yards in the fourth quarter. You You just had to to use his
0: name. You just had to use his
1: name. How do you use that? You know, how do you (laughs) – It's a paid man, though, so.
0: Oh, man. That's it, man. We hope you guys enjoyed. Let me see if I missed any of your comments. Uh, D-Rock Irish is always giving us updates. We appreciate you, D-Rock. The Mayo Bowl started. South Carolina is up on North Carolina 7-Zip. 10-15 Ten fifteen left in the first quarter. Malik, uh, Juan Lozado said, <laughs> y'all look crazy, man. We love you so much. We appreciate you. Kind of never appreciate you, man. Ball was my favorite sport. I was always called Pistol Pete. <laughs> A lot of triple doubles are not easy. That's what I'm saying. Like, just don't disrespect the effort. That's all do no disrespect the effort. As, as we said at the start, man, uh, we dedicated this show and this podcast to uh, uh, my coworker, Jeff Dickerson, uh, passed away at the age of 44, uh, Chicago Bears beat reporter, uh, ESPN Chicago, NFL Nation. Uh, we put a link for his son, Parker Dickerson, in the description. So, if you want to support the legacy of Jeff Dickerson and give something to the future of Parker Dickerson, who lost both his parents to cancer in a span of four years, the link is in the description of the podcast. Please go support, or you can go to Obvious T shirts, do a search for Parker or Jeff Dickerson, buy one of the T shirts or hoodies. All proceeds go to Parker Dickerson. So, once again, So once again, uh, support them, support their family, send your your, uh, condolences and prayers to the entire Dickerson family and to Parker Dickerson uh, in the loss of his father, the great Jeff Dickerson, who, uh, yo, they did a, they, they talked about him on ABC News, uh, Good Morning America, Like, this dude impacted a lot of people. And one thing I learned about him is he was a mentor to a lot of guys that you read in a lot of newspapers, whether it's the Athletic now, they've moved on to the Athletic, or ESPN, NFL Nation for another team. He impacted a lot of people and put a lot of people on. And on on top of the fact, uh, he went to the University of Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hey, we can't end the show without giving flowers to John Madden, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Great, um, great
1: commentator. He really was generational in the way he presented the game and painted the picture on TV, made the game more engaging, gave us the name for the, my, my favorite video game of all time, Madden. And just a uh, one of them legends in in football history that you can't you can't skip that page in in learning the history of football by skipping John Madden's page. Probably the most transcendent
0: name in football for various yeah. reasons. That's not a football player. So he'll be known as one of the greatest coaches to previous generations. Then he was known to generations after that, probably my generation, and a few generations shortly after me as the ultimate broadcaster. Yep. He pretty much brought the telestrator into broadcasting. And then after watching the special documentary that aired on Christmas, I didn't know how involved. You know how they put your name on a game? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I didn't know how involved he was at the inception of Madden yeah. football and how he wanted you he wanted to use it to teach kids about the game of football. And that's truly yeah, how yeah. it came about. So, so shout out to John Madden. Dude, that Madden name is gonna ring out for a long time. Like our kids are going to know. John, Matt. That's right. And their kids. You know, because again, that name and that game is going to ring out for years to come. So, yeah, that's it, man. So, this has been our top plays moments of the show. Um, Tomorrow, let's go ahead and give our predictions, bro. Yep. We'll We'll give our predictions for both semifinals. We'll give our predictions for the Notre Dame game. Next week, next week. Uh I think it's going to be Tuesday, but next week, Mike Golick Jr. is going to join the podcast. Let's go. And uh that's yeah, you, you we'll have to add once again. We get to ask somebody about these hoop dreams at Notre Dame. That's right.
1: Yeah, that's right. Hopefully, I think he'll I think he was yeah, he'll know.
0: He'll know. He'll know. Golick Jr. and Jake. His brother oh, Jake. Okay, nice. Just there. I like so those I, guys. I don't know if we get both of them, but Mike Golick Jr. definitely is tapping in with us next week, and then we're bringing the o- heavy hitters, man. Bringing the heavy, heavy hitters. And a different. Um, Post game show immediately, uh, not immediately after the game, but at eight o'clock, around eight or nine o'clock that night, we'll be talking about the matchup, the dub over Oklahoma State. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. The W, the, w, the big W, big over dub. Oklahoma State. And then the next morning on the slant we'll get into it me personally noon or one o'clock eastern i'll be on iris breakdown with brian driscoll brian has a big announcement today Uh Um, i have no clue what it is but he has this huge announcement he was like buddy you know Vince is in the air can you come on i'm like sure i would love to always help out so i'm going to be on iris breakdown in a few as always, spin it different. You know what? Did you play Joe Montana football on Genesis? I did. That might have been before your time.
1: I think so, because I was a straight man.
0: They had a dope college football game, too. On Saturday. Oh, ESPN 2K? No, I think this was Joe Montana college football. They oh. had a Joe Montana NFL and a Joe Montana college football. Both of those games. Bill Walsh football. That's what it was. Not Joe Montana, Bill Walsh football. Yes. Yes. All right. Cool. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Give you our predictions for um, the two semifinal games. Don't forget, Adora Whiskey, featuring and brought to you by Adora Whiskey. Go to AdoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AdoraWhiskey.com. For my guy, Malik Zaire, I'm Sean Davis. And uh, until tomorrow it a Just different no. Go Irish.